I'm Sandra, and I'm just the professional your small business was looking for. But you didn't hire me because you didn't use LinkedIn jobs. LinkedIn has professionals you can't find anywhere else, including those who aren't actively looking for a new job, but might be open to the perfect role, like me. In a given month, over 70% of LinkedIn users don't visit other leading job sites. So if you're not looking on LinkedIn, you'll miss out on great candidates like Sandra. Start hiring professionals like a professional. Post your free job on linkedin.com slash achieve today. Ever catch yourself eating the same flavorless dinner three days in a row? Dreaming of something better? Well, HelloFresh is your guilt-free dream come true, baby. It's me, Kiki Palmer. Let's wake up those taste buds with hot, juicy pecan-crusted chicken or garlic-butter shrimp scampi. Mm. Hello Fresh. Stop dreaming of all the delicious possibilities and dig in at HelloFresh.com. Let's get this dinner party started. Wow. Nice. Yeah. What you're hearing are the sounds of people everywhere putting on Bomba socks, underwear, and T-shirts made from absurdly soft materials that feel like plush clouds. Yeah, that plush. And the best part? For every item you purchase, Bombas donates another to someone facing homelessness. Bombas. Big comfort for everyone. Go to bombas.com slash ACAST and use code ACAST for 20% off your first purchase. That's bombas.com slash ACAST. Code ACAST. Welcome to Wax Quizzical. This is a podcast that has all of the questions, but history has proven very few of the answers, unfortunately. But we'll see if we can change that today with comedian Lloyd Langford. Hello. Welcome, Lloyd. Thank you for joining us for the quiz. I'm, I'm very happy to be here because um, I've been given the task of cleaning and painting the deck. <laughs> oh, no. <laughs> so this is a worthy procrastination. This is a brief respite from manual labour. <laughs> Uh, is that why, because just before we started recording, you pulled the most sort of Saturday quiz move I think we've had on the podcast so far, which is to get a pillow <laughs> for your lower back in the most sort of ABC weekend radio move. You've got proper support for the lumber. Normally, I would use a uh, proper sort of supportive office chair that um, we found on the street and took home. <laughs> That's where you get your most supportive office chairs. But um, Anne is doing a simultaneous Zoom, so she's... she's oh, she's, you've got to fight over the chair. She's backseat the chair. <laughs> After this quiz, you'll be back out on the deck. What, where are you up to in the, in the process of the... I've cleaned it and I've given it one coat of paint and then I have to wait one hour and then I can give it the second coat. It says you can mm-hmm. give it a third coat, but... Um, they can get fucked. <laughs> so you've you've made that decision already. You won't make that call after after the second. You know that'll be enough. Uh, I'll have to I'll have to show it to Anne. Are you, okay. Yeah. Someone else will make that decision yeah. for you. Yeah. Whether it requires a third coat. Are you a handy man, Lloyd? Not in the slightest. No. Okay. Is this the first time you've painted a deck? We don't really use um, decks in the United Kingdom. Only <laughs> we. You're only ever on the deck in the UK uh, if there's a fire and you have to assemble somewhere. <laughs> uh, and do you have the same fire policy for your house? Is that why you're creating a? I, I, a safe I hope spot? this paint isn't flammable. It'll really backfire. Yeah. <laughs> 
Uh, well, thank you for joining us for your slight reprieve. Um, we're going to do a quiz today. There's 10 questions. It comes from the Saturday paper, which is quite a difficult quiz. Yeah, I know it well. I mean, you go on, you go on quiz shows on the telly. Sometimes. Um, and is the goal there to get the most correct answer? Is that your personal goal on the TV? When I did um, Celebrity Mastermind, um, you know, you get to pick like a specialist subject and then you have mm-hmm. general knowledge. And I picked for my specialist subject um, someone who died very young. So oh. there was less facts to learn. But I was talking to another com- another comedian was doing Celebrity Mastermind as well, a guy called John Robbins. And I said, oh, I'm, I'm pretty... Um, confident in my specialist subject of um, blues musician Robert Johnson because he he didn't really do all that much Um, Mm -hmm. but I'm really worried about um, general knowledge so that's where I'm going to focus my studies research on general knowledge and he was he was like incredulous he was like you can't research general knowledge you can't you just can't do it I I agree with him yeah but you can because it's like I don't know much about geography so I was doing a lot of geography research and then I end up winning my program and then he <laughs> recorded a program directly after mine and then I met him afterwards for a beer and I said how did it go and he went ah some of my general knowledge let me down <laughs> <laughs> well if your general knowledge lets you down today we have a brains trust here to assist and let's meet them now first of all it's a big hello to a professor of the history of um, 70s, sort of 1970s to 1990s bush porn, it's Errol Dunch. Uh, yes, thank you very much for, for having me. Um, uh, I'd just like to sort of point out that, of course, bush porn has been around uh, for a very long time, before the 70s, of course. Okay. Uh, you could say that, uh, you know, some of our some of our researchers have has found some pornography on caves, which counts as bush porn. Uh, it's more cave porn, which is a sub-genre, but... <laughs> It reached its zenith, I believe, around the 70s, 80s and 90s. Yes. Do you mean bush as in a sort of excess of pubic hair, or do you mean it as the sort of Australian forest? <laughs> the Australian forest, more precisely. Okay. Uh, Although I of guess course, it's a bit of, bit of colour, It's a bit eh? of both uh, when you're yeah. dealing with bush porn, because most of it is from around that 70s and 80s period. So, uh, yes and no. At the same time. Bit of column A, bit of column bush. <laughs> yes, that's right. Um, I myself uh, began my bush journey, um, pardon the pun, uh, when I was a boy, a, a, a reckless... When you say boy? Well, uh, I believe I was sort of around the 13 years old. Okay, so it's a discovery age. Yes, my, me and my roustabout friends were frolicking in the bushlands mm-hmm. of, uh, of uh, Duncraig. And... Um, <sighs> Wow. Let me tell you, in we Perth. came across, yes, indeed, we came across a hole and it was filled with pornography. Well, I would later come to discover it was bush pornography. Uh-huh. And uh, we felt like the raiders of Tutankhamun's tomb. <laughs> uh, like we had come across an ancient burial site full of treasures. And uh, I guess that, that sense of excitement... Um, sort of once you get the first hit you keep on chasing Stayed with you. Uh, and uh, I have spent my life to uncover uh, the mysteries of bush pornography and so you with a university you have tenure at a university no no <laughs> I know that the um, 
the the gentlemen or possibly scoundrels that um, first uncovered um, Tutankhamun's tomb were um, apparently subject to a curse and uh, many um, bad things befell them. I was just wondering, did anything similar happen to any of your friends? Well, we each uh, took some of the treasure and maybe you're right because we didn't see each other for a good two or three weeks after that. (laughs) (laughs) Okay, so Professor Errol Dunch, thank you very much for being here. But the Brains Trust doesn't end there, Lloyd. Uh, We also have a celebrant, a bird celebrant actually, on the bush theme. It's Araminta After Eight. Oh, thank you so much. Bird celebrant. Yes, you've heard about bird conservation. This Mm. is about... um, bird conservative so birds who are too conservative to reproduce unless they are married Mm. and I perform the marriage ceremonies for them and I'm very good at it quite quick and that's why I call myself an efficient avian officiant. Is it confusing if um, some of the um, guests throw confetti does it get does that get eaten or? It does, but I try and eat before I do the ceremony, <laughs> so I'm not tempted to lunge at the confetti so much. Mm. And, of course, a big part of my role as a celebrant is um, learning the different bird languages. And then mm. I do the ceremony in the language of the, the birds getting married because some of them just don't want to use their cloacas before <laughs> they are joined under the sight of people and God and other birds. Mm. Uh, may I ask a, a quick question? Do you find a difference in this sort of conservatism when it comes to sort of cloacad birds uh, compared to uh, birds with penises and vaginas? There are no birds with penises and vaginas. It's a it's a single-use vent. Oh, no, sorry, a multi-use vent. They all have mm. cloacas. Um, some of them have more than one, which leads to popularity. So if they all have cloacas, who's mm. how does, does something go it's in? It's a lot of scissoring. Well, yeah, some, I mean, pigeons really enjoy scissoring. <laughs> but some other birds, I mean, what happens is it's like, you know, when an aircraft drops its landing gear. That's sort of what happens. The wheels come out, they go into the other aeroplane, do what they have to do, and then they fold back up into the undercarriage. You seem to have a sort of encyclopedic knowledge of bush porn as well. Mm. (laughs) Well, I I mean, I've found lots of pictures of birds in the bush Uh with little peck peck marks. What about ducks? Pardon? Because you always hear about ducks having a corkscrew penis. Oh, yes. What gives them a right to have a penis? Well, I mean, I I believe it started (laughs) off, the corkscrew penis started off because ducks really enjoy wine. Right. And they found it difficult to have traditional openers. Like, where do you you put it under your wing? As soon as you take flight, you drop it. And you always find yourself at a picnic not being able to open the bottle. But, you know, there's always a duck at a picnic. So all you need (laughs) to do is squeeze it under your arm like a bagpipe and then the Mm. corkscrew pops out the back and you quickly undo your wine and then you throw it back in the water. Question one. Chappelle Corby was arrested in Bali on October 8th of what year? I think she's innocent, personally. <laughs> mm-hmm. Someone came in, popped that the drugs in her boogie, boogie board bag. Did anyone ever find you with, with bush porn? Has anyone ever discovered... You know, oh yes, yes. I mean, uh, it's imagine uh, being a, a prospective romantic partner and uh, 
coming in. Do please come in, have some wine, and uh, and then you you walk in, and there is a bunch of ratty, um, a large collection of, of of pornography that has all been found in the bush. That is research materials, mm. might I add. And no matter how much I say, it's for research. <laughs> has uh, anyone ever walked in on you researching the bush porn? Well, I research on the reg. <laughs> Uh, uh, so, you know, yeah. um, <laughs> da- daily research, is it daily research? I am yep. a real boffin. I hit the books yeah. and I hit them hard. Wake up in the morning, quick bit of research. Yeah. It's quite delicate, uh, because a lot of these magazines, they've spent a long time just in the bush. Who put them there? So the options are for Chappelle Corby's year of arrest, uh, 2000, 2002 or 2004. Could you please read those again in alphabetical order? 2000 and... Oh, 2000, 2004 and 2002. Very good. Well done. I, I remember um, the only news that happened in 2000 was um, the, the Millennium Bug. I don't know yeah. if you had that down here. Oh, we had the Millennium Bug down here, yeah. Did you catch it? Did you, Professor? Yeah, I caught the bug. <laughs> Yeah, uh, and uh, you know we didn't have the quarantine uh, sort of standards or procedures that we do today. Do you have any idea, Lloyd, of what year she she was arrested? I would I would ear towards two thousand and four. I'd like to put forward the theory that it was actually two thousand and two, and the reason I say that is if you write two thousand and two down, it looks like a swan followed by two eggs and another <laughs> swan. Mm. Yeah, mm. Mm. you're actually right. <laughs> Numerology. Yeah, oh, so, so you could, do you want to change your answer, Lloyd, or stick with 2004? No, I'll, I think that's the most convincing argument I'll hear all episodes. That's compelling, yeah. isn't I'll it? I'll go 2002. Yep. I'll put 2002. Question two. What is the acronym for the Indo-Pacific Security Pact struck between Australia, Britain and the United States? States. Now, I do know the answer to this, but unfortunately, I only know it in banded thrackle. <laughs> so I'll have to give it in a bird language. But this is how they refer to it. <laughs> Could you translate mm. each part of that for us? <laughs> the fir- they sound very similar sounds, but they're all completely different. And the first part is... Indo-Pacific. Uh-huh. That's whoop a wow. <laughs> whoop a wow, and uh-huh. then the second whoop a wow is on we, because uh-huh. the banded thrackle is a very uh, lethargic bird, uh-huh. and then after that you've got another whoop a wow, and that means security, <laughs> yeah. and then there's the. Which means I was distracted by a goat, and then the last bit a whoop a will. Uh, it it's it, it spells exclamation mark. Okay, so, mm. so I think that's pretty clear. Well, I actually, as fate may have it, <laughs> um, was uh, walking in uh, sort of the 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 area around Mundaring uh, mm-hmm. just last week and uh, came across a delightful article in a People uh, People magazine. It had a very in-depth article sort of, uh, talking about the, the global political structures and, uh, who has the biggest baps, uh, <laughs> of course. <laughs> yes. yes. Um, but, uh, I believe it mentioned that it was called AUKUS. 
Is that not a scientific word for a man's testicle? Oh, yes, but usually, you know, they use uh, fun little terms for it. Because it is, you have to keep in mind, uh, written at a fifth grade reading level. Yeah. So it's a, it's a very, you know, sort of um, uh, globes, sacks, um, munge. <laughs> munge. 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 Uh, which that one stumped me for a while. Um. <laughs> I think I think Errol is right. It is Orcus. Okay, I'll put I'll put Orcus. Question number three. What six letter word beginning with R can refer to any bird of prey? Oh, I know this one. You know this one, Araminta? Have you married any birds of prey before? I, I, actually, my first marriage ceremony was between two very conservative falcons. Mm. And because I was still learning how to speak falcon, I accidentally married myself. Oh, congratulations. <laughs> In that sort of circumstance, do you have to sort of email the Pope and get him to annul that marriage? or? Mm. Well, fortunately, he was there. So <laughs> oh. I... I just said, can we not? Can we do that again? And he went, yes, as long as there's more party pies, I don't mind annulling mm. it. Mm. And then that, I mean, one of the falcons did shit on his hat. So that was a... Well, that's good luck. Yes. Well, it's mm. good luck for the bird. Um, mm. I, I've got the answer. Oh, yeah. Um, because the reason I know is because the, the wedding invitations I sent out for the falcons were titled Raptors in Rapture. Um, That's a great time because it uses the word of raptor in the word that you use afterwards. Oh, mm. I've never picked that up. <laughs> see, I, th I pick up on things, see? That was lucky. <laughs> what a lucky coincidence. That is a lucky coincidence. Have you been following the Collins Street Peregrine Falcons, Lloyd? Yes, but at a safe distance. I haven't been hustling them. <laughs> yeah. no, I just, just via the, <laughs> the live stream. What? No, please tell me. Oh, you don't know no. them? Oh, there's a live stream of these two peregrine falcons that live on one of the buildings on Collins Street. And they've um, they've just had some baby birds. They've just hatched I'm, some baby birds. I actually married them. They're called <laughs> oh. Tamsin and Simon. What do, they, do they work in finance or something, do they? What are they doing on Collins Street? Well, it's quite lucky because they are outside a bank and so I know that some of the junior bankers have been just putting documents up to the window and Simon and Tamsin will scroll back and give them the answer. You're like, oh, you've left out the tax-free exemptions in the Panama Islands kind of mm -hmm. thing. Mm. 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 But it sounds a lot more like, <laughs> Do you want to put raptor? Raptor, Lord. raptor. All right, I'll lock in raptor. Question four. The Cormoran Strike detective novels are written by which multi-million dollar author, the... Cormoran Strike detective novels are written by which multi-million dollar author? That's a lot of money for an author. Do the authors of bush porn <laughs> sort of reach that sort of level of wealth, Professor? To be honest, it's a mystery. Mm -hmm. There's two. It's a two-pronged mystery, and maybe even a three-pronged mystery. <laughs> and uh, there might be a third or fourth prong uh, just hiding around the corner. You don't know how many prongs that you're dealing with. Wow, a sort of gangbang of prongs. It's a prong bang. I imagine. Yeah. I imagine if you were involved in uh, the creation of pornography, you might you might want to hide your identity behind a pseudonym. Uh, uh, yeah, a pen, a, mm. a penis name, if you will. Possibly like a humorous play on words like um, you know, Seymour Butts or um, <laughs> yeah, because <laughs> it sounds like again. <laughs> 
if I could just uh, just just say something about that. Yeah. Seymour is a name. Yes. But it looks like, it sounds like see more, as in see more of. Oh, it does. And of course, then you put buts. Uh, it's uh, inferring that the person uh, loves to see uh, more of uh, buts. That mm. you're, you are amazing, Professor, Thank you. if I can yeah. just say yeah. that. Uh, Thank Professor you. Errol. And also, just circling back for a moment, a prong bang is actually a lamb-based bird that's found only in the Outer Hebrides. The question, though, is the Cormoran Strike detective novels are written by which multi-million dollar author? I know this. Oh, you know this mm, one, Lloyd. Yeah. Do you read detective novels, do you? The Cormoran Strike novels were written under a pseudonym. Mm. There was a mystery mm. of who the author was, and someone that worked at the publishers told someone at a dinner party, and it became common knowledge and I think the person ended up getting some kind of lawsuit against them for, for um, letting that slip yeah, it is mm. um, naughty well, should we should we even say it here or are we going to get sued <laughs> well what, what I think is very interesting because I heard this story too is the cormorant strike was actually written by a cormorant mm. the Seabird, dipping its beak in the ink and just clattering away for months. By seabird, do you mean like lives by the sea or begins with sea? Like is a duck a D bird? (laughs) Oh, Professor, I've got one for you. I don't know whether you've noticed, Professor Errol, but Chiron just made a joke about a cormorant, which is Mm -hmm. a bird... And I called it a seabird because it lives near the sea and also it can mm. see the sea. And mm. Kywin pointed out that it could be a seabird because cormorant starts with C, which is a letter. <laughs> yes, yes, very good. <laughs> yes. Yes, that's very well done. <laughs> I mean, I just absolutely adore comedy. And, uh... <laughs> Uh, who's the author, Lloyd? It is everybody's favourite dunderheaded transphobe, transphobe J.K. Rowling. <laughs> yes. And she wrote the novels under the name uh, Robert Galbraith. Question number five. Which British royal shares their name with a type of sponge cake? Which British royal shares their name with a type of sponge cake? Lloyd, where the where do the Welsh sit on the royal family? Popular, unpopular? I mean, I can speak for myself in that uh, that I uh, they are not popular with me. <laughs> we have we, pr- Prince Charles is the Prince of Wales, and he um, he <laughs> that that noise will happen every time I say a fact. <laughs> he um he went to he went to university in Wales and um I, I think he learned a bit of Welsh and actually mm-hmm. <laughs> <laughs> my my father was a member of the Aberystwyth University li- <laughs> life lifeguard club and their treasured possession was uh Prince Charles's signature because he was a member uh-huh. as well and you had to sign some book 
And um, that apparently is untrue. <laughs> <laughs> My dad took the book out on a drunken night out and lost it and got into a lot of trouble. Well, maybe I'll find it. <laughs> <laughs> maybe I'll find it in there, you know. Yeah. Um, uh, you know, who knows? You could be uh, thumbing through a collection of men's health magazines, or maybe even a Ralph, if I get lucky, <laughs> and uh, <laughs> and it might show up. I actually know the answer to this question. So it's a sponge cake that shares its name with a member of the royal family. And Madeira <laughs> Windsor was not very well known as a child, but then she changed her name to Victoria so that she could become Victoria Sponge. Uh, they're all named after a sponge because they're all sponges. Hey, eh? <laughs> yeah. eh? got you. Good one, Professor. I'm back. Emil's <laughs> back. Look in Victoria. Question number six. Name South Australia's longest river. Has it not been named already? That seems like an oversight. <laughs> so you've seen you've seen some Ralph out in the wild at Men's Health. Um, how far back? You know, as you said, it's very popular between the seventies and nineties, uh, but it goes back further. What is some of the older examples of bush porn? Oh well, you know, there's across? been reportings of uh, people uh, getting, you know, finding little cards with, uh, you know, rouged knees. That's worth its weight in gold, uh, wow. and it doesn't weigh very much, so it's not that weight. It's not that. Uh, not that valuable. In fact, some people may call it rubbish, but I call it not rubbish. Is the answer to the question that we once had? Is yes. it the River Torrens? The River Torrens that flows. Is it Torrens? That fl- does that flow through Adelaide? Is that the? I think it's the Murray oh, River. The Murray. Indeed. Mm, Murray. The mighty Murray. Mm. Let's put let's lock in Murray. Grace is the only studio album of which American singer songwriter and son of a musician who died aged twenty eight in nineteen seventy five. Well, weirdly, I know the answer to this one, and it also involves a river. <laughs> it does. Jeff Jeff Buckley, beautiful album. Went tried to go swimming in his trousers, and it didn't mm. end well. Big mistake. Was a great, a great album. A lot of birds use it at their weddings. Araminta's right, yeah. Son of uh, Tim Buckley. I'll lock that in. Question number eight. Name the winners of this year's Brownlow Medal and Dallium Medal. Well, imagine some of the people that grace that red carpet uh, show up in some of the in some of the magazines uh, that you find uh, along the the many waterways of Perth. Well, yes, uh, not, I mean, obviously it's not up to date. Um, mm. If you wanted to know, you know, who um, was the Brownlow medalist in, you know, 1982, perhaps I could uh, do some research and have the resources on hand to uh, to tell you. Um, and if you wanted to know who, uh, you know, was the, was the hottest or, you know, had the roundest cheeks, um, <laughs> and then I can give you a top five list. But... Yep. Um, you know, it's that sort of uh, thing. Uh, I I have no idea of uh, any of the identities of this these people. <laughs> of this, I know Ollie Wines won the Brownlow Medal. I feel I, like you're giving us a lot of help, Kyron. Hmm, I do all the time on this show. I'm a terrible quizmaster. Was the other one? So you've said that name, which has instantly fallen out of my head. Was the <laughs> other Wines. one? What, Ollie the Wines. Other? Ollie Wines, um, yeah. 
But was the other player that won the Delhi M, was it a cassowary? <laughs> Could have been. They are quite brutal. Yeah, they are. I, I was at the Adelaide Zoo once looking at the cassowary, and this is a true story. I was looking at the cassowary, and the woman walked past me and went, she killed her husband, <laughs> and then kept walking. <laughs> And I was there as a consultant. I was going to marry, mm. remarry the cassowary. But when I mm. discovered that she had murdered her husband with her prehistoric head, I just said, no, mm. I'm going to look at the pandas. And there are sharp claws. I don't remember, because I remember um, a sort of a national plebiscite here in Australia about um, the fact that the law said that it, a marriage had to be between a man and a woman, to the exclusion of all others. Um, Yes. And that got changed and now now two people can marry. Was there a similar plebiscite on birds? I don't remember that. Well, at the same time, but it turns out that birds don't read. So they just got on with their lives and kept getting married. Mm. People are not worried that it's a slippery slope, that birds will then marry their dogs. (laughs) Do you want to put Ollie Wines into cassowary? Yes. <laughs> okay, lock it in. <laughs> Question nine, true or false? Oh, thank God. <laughs> Namibia is a landlocked country. True or false? Namibia is a landlocked country. Have you ever been overseas to search for bush porn, Professor, or is it mostly the suburbs of Perth? It's mostly the suburbs of Perth, you know. Yeah. Why go anywhere else, okay, when I've got... All I need in the northern suburbs of Perth. Thank you so much. You could maybe do like a um, exchange trip with the uh, Bushman of the Kalahari. Mm. Well, you know, we do uh, have a Facebook group and, uh, you know, we we exchange ideas, uh, you know, such things like um, vaccines aren't real, real. but also... uh, (laughs) um, you know, different different types of uh, pornography that that we found in the bush, and uh, it's a okay. great place where so like-minded people. You don't belong to a university, but you do belong to a Facebook group. So that's a yeah. So it's the same thing. <laughs> well, I do the research. You yeah. have done the research exactly. Yeah. You know, the day that uh, you know some someone can't just go on a Facebook group and um, scroll through and then go, I know the same as sort of a doctor or a professor, is mm. the day that I. Uh, say no thank you to that person that's saying that to me. (laughs) (laughs) Mm. (laughs) And so how do you, because I mean, I guess you're a teacher, it's an honourable profession, isn't it, as a professor, Mm. to to share your knowledge. Thank you. Um, how do you how do you get that that title as professor if if not via university? Um, I'd sort of... Yeah, well, I'm glad you asked because there's uh, MS Paint... (laughs) Uh, Namibia, landlocked country. Um, <laughs> that's what we were talking about. Uh, it's a toss of a coin, this one. True or false, Lloyd? I think it's on uh, It's the west coast of Africa, so I, I would say no. Question 10. Final question. In what century was the first smallpox vaccine developed? Let's not ask the professor. <laughs> In what century was the first smallpox Smallpox. <laughs> In what century was the first small dicks vaccine <laughs> developed? There's a vaccine for that? <laughs> Suddenly he's pro-vaccine. <laughs> I've got to do some research. <laughs> <laughs>
It's 18th or 19th. 18th or 19th. So you reckon 1700s or 1800s? It was wasn't wasn't it, was it French? Was it? Wouldn't it then be la vaccination rather than? Mm, I remember it being depicted in a Netflix series of show, the name of which escapes me. Emily in Paris. That might have been it. Times. Okay, let's say 18th. It'll be on my head. That's French. You can guillotine me if this is wrong. How do you feel you did? Are you feeling optimistic? Yeah, I reckon we got 70% there. I I think we've done remarkably well. And as yeah. I as I said to two McCaws that I married recently, <laughs> Question one was, Chappelle Corby was arrested in Bali on October 8th of what year? You said 2002, but it's 2004. Oh. Oh. Toughy. Those swans. Free Chappelle. Yeah, yeah. The swans tricked you. Question two was, what is the acronym name for the Indo-Pacific Security Pact struck last month between Australia, Britain and the United States? You said AUKUS and it's AUKUS. Thank you. I believe it's uh, not People Picture Magazine. Thank you, Picture Magazine, for that. Really appreciate that one. Question number three was what six-letter word beginning with R could refer to any bird of prey? You said raptor, and you were correct. I'd have to resign if I got that one wrong. Mm -hmm. Question four, the Cormoran Strike Detective novels are written by which multi-million dollar author? You were right in saying J.K. Rowling. Question five, which British royal shares their name with a type of sponge cake? You said Victoria, and that's correct. Mm. Really flying here. Question six, name South Australia's longest river. You said the Murray, and it's the Murray. Well done. Holy shit. Question seven. Grace is the only studio album of which American singer, songwriter, and son of a musician who died aged 28 in 1975? It was indeed Jeff Buckley. Question number eight. Name the winners of this year's Brownlow Medal and Dally M Medal. I've got high hopes for this one. (laughs) You said Ollie Wines and a cassowary. But it's Ollie Wines for the Brownlow and Tom Trib. Bojevic for the Dally M. Trebovich? Trebovich. I can, I can understand, you know, why you might get a cassowary and Tom <laughs> confused, uh, though. So I, I don't think that's on us. I think that's on the question. It's not clear. Question number nine. So I'll give you half a point there. Question nine. True or false? Namibia is a landlocked country. You were right. It's false. And question ten. In what century was the smallpox vaccine developed? It was indeed in the 1700s, the 18th century, giving you eight and a half out of ten. Wow. Is this a record? (laughs) Unfortunately, the record is ten out of ten. But 85% is very high indeed. There's only a few people sitting on nine. Which absolute nerds got ten out of ten? It was Tim Hewitt. It's always the ones you least expect. (laughs) (laughs) <laughs> yeah. yeah. Oh, you know Tim, do you, Professor? No, I'm just uh, being a wry fellow, you know? <laughs> uh, I thought he might have been in the same Facebook groups. And I was just... <laughs> <laughs> but not to be. Yeah, uh, missed opportunity there. Professor, thank you very much for being here. Uh, yeah. You're welcome. <laughs> a big shout out to Zoo Magazine. <laughs> uh, <laughs> <laughs> um, yeah. uh, so thank you so much uh, for all the work you've done and I can't wait to uncover more of your mysteries <laughs> um, Professor Errol Dunch who, who are the other are you, are you are you an admin on the Facebook group? 
Uh, yes, I am an admin, yes. You know, do you have to share that responsibility with anyone? It must be a tough job. Um, you know, if you do what you love, you'll never work a day in your life. Mm-hmm. And I love sharing information mm. with fellow people that have woken up and are ready to learn the truth. You know, that quote, uh, if you do what you love and you'll never work a day in your life, do you know where that's from? Yes. No. The Zodiac Killer. Huh. Oh, in reference to the killer. <laughs> I'm just fucking up my I don't know where it's from. <laughs> uh, that's why this didn't play. <laughs> Um, I thought that the Facebook group might might have had a few comedians outside, not not necessarily Tim Hewitt, but um, some others uh, mucking about in there. Oh, I, I, we try to, you know, I don't like to know what people do, or uh, we try to keep it pretty, uh, you know, business only. Mm. I don't want to get attached to these people. <laughs> right. Well, let's list some comedians from Perth. Um, is uh, Ben Russell in there at all? Ben Russell? No, that does ring a bell, yes. Ring a ding ding. Yes, that's right. That's Ben Russell. So he's not a comedian, he's a bell ringer. Is that what (laughs) you're saying? Absolutely. Definitely not a comedian. Absolutely. (laughs) I believe uh, he's going pro with bell ringing. A campanologist. Yes. Do we get another point for that? (laughs) (laughs) Unfortunately not. Thank you for being here, Professor. Thank you for having me, Kyron. Uh, yeah, your mum says hello. <laughs> she's 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 from Perth. She's in the group, is she? <laughs> yes. <laughs> Great. Great. Well, pass on a big hello from me. I will. Uh, and Araminta, after eight, thank you very much for your contributions today. Oh, thank you for having me. And can I just say, Kyron, as an avid listener to this podcast, mm. my favourite part is where you try and prompt people to talk about their alter egos and they never notice. That's yeah. my <laughs> favourite part of the podcast. So in the spirit of that, I'd just like to say um, you could check out uh, Cal Wilson's <laughs> kids' books. George and the Great Bum Stampede and George and the Great Brain Swappery. And she's also got a kids podcast coming out soon, which is called The Storyteller. And I'm Araminta After Eight. Well, thank you for being here, Araminta After Eight. And uh, Lloyd Langford, congratulations. 8.5 out of 10. A remarkable effort, well really, done. considering you're just here on a break from painting the deck. Yeah. So that's excellent work. Um, and, and good luck out there. Um, I sincerely hope you don't have to do a third coat. Me too. But, you know, it'll save you. It'll save you on time later. You know, a third coat, uh, uh, a stitch in time saves nine. A third coat saves you doing it again later, as they say. Yeah. I think that's from the Zodiac Killer as well. <laughs> yeah. I'm definitely, I would like to publicly and officially say that I am definitely not the Zodiac Killer, okay? I don't know how many times I have to say that, okay? Quite a few. I've got to repeatedly tell people that I'm not the Zodiac Killer. Because I did not hear a ding noise, so that's yet to be confirmed. FBI keeps calling me saying... I think we found him! (laughs) They keep saying, are you the Zodiac Killer? I say, no, I'm not! He's actually in Perth reading Zoo magazine. That's it for Lex Quizzical this week. We will see you next week. Goodbye! Esquire! Goodbye!
Hi, I'm Daniel, founder of Pretty Litter. Did you know cats tend to hide symptoms of sickness and pain? I learned this the hard way after losing my cat, Gingy. So I created Pretty Litter, a health monitoring litter that helps detect early signs of illness by changing colors, saving you money and potentially your cat's life. Pretty Litter is veterinary and developed, and it's the easiest way to keep tabs on your fur baby's health right at home. Go to prettylitter.com and use code ACAST for 20% off your first order and a free cat toy. Terms and conditions apply. See site for details. Ever catch yourself eating the same flavorless dinner three days in a row? Dreaming of something better? Well, HelloFresh is your guilt-free dream come true, baby. It's me, Kiki Palmer. Let's wake up those taste buds with hot, juicy pecan-crusted chicken or garlic butter shrimp scampi. Mm. Hello Fresh. Stop dreaming of all the delicious possibilities and dig in at HelloFresh.com. Let's get this dinner party started. 